You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and everyone here at Radio Maria Canada, thank you so much for joining us. Today's show has been recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. Please do keep up to date with our guest information, future shows, and other little tidbits that we like to throw on our social media sites by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Health Hub RMC on all locations. And do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. Please subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find our podcast individually on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybsa.com. On to today's show. Mobility is an area of health, of exercise, of fitness that I am becoming more and more interested in. I think as things start to hurt a little bit more, as injuries crop up, uh, I've been looking for answers in different spaces. And to that end, Bobby Aldridge has come along my way, and I wanted to introduce him to you because what he does and how he does it is essential for us to keep moving as we move on to the twilight years of our life here. Bobby Aldridge has spent over three decades as an athlete, student, and educator of physical movement, searching for peak performance. Now, in the best shape of his life, his mission is to help others achieve peak performance. Bobby's road to success was born out of necessity. He shares his stories of prehab and rehab and describes how we develop BAM metrics, his metrics-based mobility exercise system. Bobby's proven system is used by professional athletes and weekend warriors to increase mobility. Better mobility unlocks joints and eliminates dysfunction. Better mobility means less pain, fewer injuries, and better performance. We talk about a lot of things in this uh, on this topic. Uh, some of the highlights are what is mobility? Why is working on mobility essential in an exercise routine? And can we improve our mobility at any age? This is a show for everyone. It's from toddlers to those in the twilight years, as mentioned. Uh, it's something that we all need to work on so that we can keep moving for the rest of our lives. Everybody will be back in a few minutes to talk to Bobby. Another heartbreak day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade When your sun don't shine Shine Too many passing dreams Roll by like limousines 
hard to keep believing when I pass you by and by. Are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, our show has been recorded. No opportunity for calling in, or actually, it will be recorded. We're in the process of doing it right now. Um, please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all those locations. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. So. Let's start off with your background. How did you get into this space here? Uh, well, I started out, I went to University of San Francisco, got a degree in um, kinesiology. And then when I got out, I started getting certifications. And basically in the first year, I got the CSCS, which is the Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist um, certification. And I thought I knew everything right there. I was like ready to go, started <laughs> training. 
And over 30 years and 13 different certifications, it's like there's so much information that I know now I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Um, so I literally started learning about the body and all the things you could do with it from yoga to Pilates to Feldenkrais to uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine, functional movement screening, all the different things that you do for fitness. And over that time, I started trying to help my clients that they couldn't do this stuff when I wasn't around them. They wouldn't do it properly. They'd be a little lost. Um, and that's kind of how I started to get into what I do now with the BAM metrics is I have these tools that help people move better at home. COVID has been awesome because everybody, you know, couldn't get to the gym and they're like, what do I do? And I said, you just need your three tools. You've got your mat, your blocks, your bands, you're ready to go. Um, and um, I started teaching this like about five, 10 years ago where I started coming up with the different tools that I had. Um, but it all started in college, uh, getting a degree in kinesiology, getting out and learning uh, day after day after day how the body moves. Well, I mean, I think you are a smart person because I think the first sign of intelligence is knowing you don't know everything and then surrounding yourself with all the people that do. So good for you. Now, who are your clients? Uh, I have a wide range of clients. I have from pro athletes to the beginner. Um, I literally had a 10-year-old boy over here yesterday going through the movements, um, learning how to move his body, simple things, jumping rope, push-ups on a medicine ball, bands on the mat that we do some different movements. But I have a wide range of clientele. Um, and that's what started this is I was traveling with my pros and my clients when I get home are like, didn't know you know, the routine, they'd say like, well, what, what do I do? What do I do? I said, well, we've been doing this for like three years, but when I'm with them, they don't really pay attention to what we're doing, where they place their feet. When I say, turn your feet in just a little bit, do this, do that. I'm explaining to them what to do. They take it for granted. So when they do it, they open their feet, you know, like when we do one of our exercises, the wall windmill, um, keep your fingers open on the wall. They'll literally just forget and just move their arms on the wall. So what I teach is biomechanics, specifically how you move, functional movement. Um, so again, it depends on the client based on pain. I'll get calls from you know um, random people that are traveling around on tour. Their caddy says, "Hey, Bob, my 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 guy hurt his back today. What should I do?" Um, and I'll send them a routine on this thing that I use, this app that I use. Um, so the clientele is a, a wide range. But I, my thing nowadays is more of I like to coach. So when I, when I see people, I'll usually see them for two hours and I'll give them a routine and then I can check in with them once a week for half an hour and help them if they need more time. Now that we have Zoom, it's fantastic. I mean, I literally can jump on for 15 minutes and go through three exercises just to make sure they're doing it right and then jump off. Um, so, you know, that's what's been really great about COVID for us is using Zoom. I never did would have thought we'd train on a camera. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it was uh, more, I understand that, yeah. too, because, you know, for us who go to gyms, uh, you know, our gym was shut down here. It just opened a few months ago. They transitioned all of their workouts onto uh, like a Zoom platform. It wasn't necessarily Zoom, but a platform. And it was excellent because it wasn't just recorded videos. It was actually the class sizes were still small. They were limited and the coaches could see us. They could see our positioning and correct us. And I thought it was a fantastic way to, you know, if you can't get out to the gym or you don't feel like getting out to the gym, they had a whole bunch of classes that you could pick and choose from. So I totally understand why you think that it's, it's, it's evolved into such a great platform for you. 
it is certainly increases your accessibility and it, you know mm-hmm. you have your app and your online stuff so that's a that's a positive i'm assuming for you yeah well the, one of the things i'd really like to help is the health industry just people in general who want to just feel better it's not about fitness it's literally like brushing your teeth the exercises i teach you are you have to move in all planes of motion and then you have to strengthen those positions so they maintain and if you have bad posture and you're rounded forward, like we're all on our phones, right? We're sitting there and we're on our phones and we're rounded. What's going to happen to your neck and shoulders? Then what happens to your back? So for me, I want to have like a big health company with my tools. They could give these to the um, patients and do these exercises with a thousand people on there, 2,000, 10,000. And we're going, today, we're going to teach you the wall windmill. Tomorrow, I'll show you the runner stretch. The third day, we're going to do push-ups. I'm going to explain how to start from basic beginners to the most advanced uh, pro athlete. And it's like we could teach 15 minutes a day or three times a week for 20 minutes. We could come up with these different routines. But all these hip, knee, back pain that people have, 80% of people out there have back pain. And it could be across the board fixed, helped. I mean, literally... I'm like the one hit wonder. People call me up and go, Bob, my back hurts. And I go, well, what's bugging you? Da, da, da. I look at them. I tell them to walk. I look at their posture. And then I give them a few exercises and boom, the back pain's gone or shoulder pain or, and it's like, you can do this. The body knows how to move. You just have to take it down that line. And like I always say, motion is lotion. And if you're not doing it consistently daily and you're sitting or driving or you're, you're hunched over, you're never opening up your body where it should be, you're going to have pain. This is what it is. Or you won't have pain until you, you put demand on your body where you're like, hey, we're all going to go running today. And they come home and they're like, oh my God, my knee is killing me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Absolutely. So that sort of stuff. So um, the, I think it needs to be stated. Now, are, when you're working with people, are you working in tandem with other practitioners? Does somebody need another practitioner that's a hands-on manipulation type of thing, or can it be solely working with you? Well, I mean, it depends on the situation. So that's, again, you know, back in the day, I would have said, just me, I'll fix you. But it's like, it depends on what's going on with that person. You know, do they need that extra manipulation? What I teach you to do is to be your own chiropractor. The muscles pull on the bones. So the chiropractor adjusts the bones, right? And then the muscles pull it back out. So now your chiropractors are starting to do soft tissue work using the guns, using the foam rollers, using things where they get in there and massage and work on the muscles so it'll hold that adjustment that they made, Mm -hmm. right? So again, it just depends on, but I'm going to make you, by doing the exercises I teach you, I have like seven exercises that are the absolute basics that you need to learn to do. And if you do those seven for the rest of your life, you're at least moving in all planes of motion, you're strengthening, and you're going to feel better. That's not a question. Um, but it's like you can add layers to that. So you don't stop what you're doing. You can still go to the gym, work out with your other trainer, do all the things that you're doing. But these basic things is I do continuing education for trainers, chiropractors, physical therapists. So, for example, I had um, 37 physical therapists in a room one day. And I said, hey, how many of you guys know the staggered stance miniband walk? And of course, they all do. So I said, let's get three therapists out here. So three come on out. And I go, here, here's a yellow band, a blue band, and a green band. Go ahead and start doing the staggered stance miniband walk. So they start doing it. Then I said to the other therapist, what would you change about their movement? And as they were doing it, some of the people were saying like, hey, put your feet wider. Hey, put your feet here. Hey, And they were adjusting all three therapists. 
right? So what is the patient going to do when they go home to do the exercise? If therapists are telling therapists how to adjust, what's going to go on with the movement at home? So for example, I took my mats, I flipped them over and I said, Hey, you stand in that one box, you go two box and you go three box. And the girl I told to do three box, it was too wide for her. So the other two, they were doing it perfectly. They didn't say anything, but they're all, Hey, she's got to move her feet in one box. And by doing that, she started doing it properly, but they were already speaking the language. Mm -hmm. So for example, what I was saying before is we could have a bunch of people on there and you're watching their movement and you're just like, Hey, Janice, move in one box. Keep going. You're doing great. You know, or when do you move up a band or change the band? You'll be able to tell yourself that, Hey, I can handle two boxes. Now it's been two months. I'm getting stronger. Two months later, Hey, I'm at three boxes. I'm doing better. And then two months later, you change the band to the heavier band and start at one box again. So I really want people to get the language and make it simple for people to to do this stuff at home because it is simple. It's like, it's not as complex as people think it is, you know. Now, do they need to work with you live first so that you're doing the adjustments and then they take off on their own and watch some videos or something like that? Is that how it's working? Yeah, both ways I can do it, but I can do it by Zoom. I mean, now that I have my tools, it's literally like I have these blocks that are six inches by 10 inches by 12 inches. So, for example, I just tell you, put them on the six inch side, lay down, put them on the mat so they match the line. And boom, they're totally set up. So the tools help with when I do an exercise, I tell them, put your feet 40 inches apart. And they're like, oh, that's too wide. Then bring them into 35. And then all of a sudden they're set up. They got their number. And then I teach them, you're going to do 35. Then you're going to do 36. Then you're going to do 37. Then you're done. Right. And they have the metrics to what I'm teaching them. So they're doing it exactly how I teach them the first time. And what do you mean by metrics? The paradigm? Uh, I, on my, on my mat, there's actually numbers. So I have like one through 72 in the middle. I have boxes where I have one, two, three, four, up to 18. Um, so I can, I can literally tell people, put your Mm -hmm. left foot in one, put your right foot in four. Got it. So on, on camera. So it's like, it's, 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 I had one guy, one of the golf pros, when I gave a seminar at their country club, I had three golf pros there and 30 people that were members And I was going through all this with them. And the one guy stands up and goes, guys, this is like fitness for dummies. (laughs) Like put your number, put your foot here, put your foot here. You know, it's that simple. So it's like, if you did one session with me and I showed you the stuff that you need to do, you'd literally become the professional then. You're going to be doing this stuff properly. So if you're doing it properly, you're going to get a better result. And that's the problem with a lot of fitness is um, sometimes when I talk to trainers, for example, and I say, Hey, you guys should use this mat. It's going to help you. They, they take it personally. Like I'm telling them they're not doing their job right. And I'm like, no, no, it's not about you. It's about your client actually doesn't understand. Like when they do a 90, 90 and they switch feet, it's, they put one foot further in front than the other. When you have the mat, they put it at their front foot at 40, they switch, they put their front foot at 40. It's exactly where we want them to be. So it's not a personal thing that you're doing it wrong. I had the same thing with physical therapists, like buying into it. Um, is they take it personally, like I'm telling them they're not doing their job right. So uh, it's making anyway. it easier for them. Now it is. Are we skipping this whole area when we're jumping into sports? 
So I see the I see where people who haven't exercised, I can see definitely the opportunity to be working on mobility and so forth. But do you believe that this is an area of fitness that has not been focused on? Um, you know, the, I remember a ball player we had on our, our team, on the Jays team, and he was so in shape and so fit and injured all the time. And yep. it was like he was strung way too tightly. And yep. is this seeping in now into fitness on all levels? Well, this is the key to, I think, life is mobility. Improve your mobility, which will improve your performance and reduce your pain. It's that simple. So if you do things where you're improving your mobility, that doesn't mean flexibility. So that doesn't mean take a yoga class, right? Yoga does movements, right? But they're not hitting certain things for a reason. Like they never do a wall windmill where I'm opening up my arms, hands, shoulders, back, all this on the wall. Take, for example, I worked with seven professional baseball players right before COVID in San Diego with with Todd Durkin. He's one of the top trainers out there, works with the NFL, Major League Baseball. So I trained his staff of 17 trainers, and he asked me to come back the next day to help him with his um, pitchers. And so basically, I had all these guys, and we're doing these exercises, and I showed them four exercises that they've never done before. These are professional athletes. They had never done a wall windmill, a push-up on a medicine ball that we do a certain way. They've done push-ups on medicine ball, but not the way I taught them. We did a pal-off walkout, and we did one other exercise, spread feet wide and rotate, and I showed them how to do these things. And it was like they had never done these. So you got guys that have trained for 15 years, all the different trainers they've been around, the Yankees trainers, go through the list of stuff. It's like people don't know what they don't know. And mobility is the key to movement and health. So this is for an elderly person or a pro athlete. If they're not doing these movements, they're going to have rotation in their hips. They're going to have rotation throughout the body in different places. And this is why your guy who's super athletic looking and athletic would have these issues because one side is short, one side is long, one side is tight, one side is weak. They're fighting each other. That's what causes the pain. If it's equal, as equal as we can get, it'll never be perfect because you got a right-handed baseball player that swings right-handed all the time. That's why we have them swing left-handed more often to get them to get both sides and kind of even it out. Um, but yes, that's a, it, it's a big deal that a lot of people are missing the mobility. So you'll have women are more mobile than men, but need more strength because they might take yoga class all the time, right? So they move well. They're very long in length, but they don't have the strength to hold that position and hold things where they get, that's a lot of people that take yoga hurt themselves. So they go beyond the range. They go beyond what? And there's a certain thing for strength that's I call the 90-90, which means your knees, your ankles, your hips, 90-90 is power. Is you, that's where you want to have the strength. And if you can go beyond that 90 too far, you can pull a muscle. And that's what happens with people like pulling their hamstring or you know, hurting their low back or things that go on like that. Well, you know what? So. Mobility is not the sexy part of exercising. So you have an athlete who wants to get strong, to look good, to you know, perform. And mobility right. just seems to be that slow piece that, eh, you know, it's, it, the accomplishment, the look, whatever, doesn't seem to be there for them. So this is a new speak for, I guess, a lot of athletes. It, well, the thing is, I have them mix it into what they're doing. It's like their rest time. So in between different events that they're doing that day, I have them picking and choosing different exercises. 
as long as we're mixing these in throughout the week, you're brushing your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth and you brush your teeth once a week or once every two weeks, how would your mouth be? It's literally how your body is. So I need you to mix these in daily. And I tell a lot of my clients that are busy, that are not fitness people, this is why I want to do the health thing. You can be at your desk and do a runner stretch. Then you get on another call. Then like today, I'm sitting on a, on a stability ball here. I can take a break after a call and lay back on the ball and just open up my chest and shoulders on the ball. So we're mixing this stuff into our daily lives where it's not a job. You drive your car for two hours, you get out, put your hands on top of the car, push your butt back and just let your head hang and open up your neck and shoulders and spend 30 seconds there. You're, you're doing the motion throughout the day. And that's what's going to help most people fit it into their lifestyle because it's hard for people to say, I'm going to take a half an hour, an hour, mm -hmm. you know, to do this exercise, but you can literally do it right at your desk. So for everybody listening today, it's like, get up and do a windmill. You know, you got a wall there, do your windmill, do the runner stretch, put your feet in front of each other, do a runner stretch and stretch out the bottom of your feet all the way up to your neck. Because nowadays we didn't know this, you know, 20 years ago, fascia is what wraps the muscle and fascia. You go like, we used to stand on the stair for three minutes and stretch our calves going up. And we didn't know this, but it stretched all the way up to the back of our neck. That's why we'd stay there for three minutes. Pete Goscu is uh, one of the guys out there I learned from, you know, 15, 20 years ago that the body opens up when you do these exercises. And we're like, how's it, how's it stretching my calves helping my neck? Right. But it's the fascia. It's like literally pulling it apart as you stand there and stay there longer. So as you learn these different exercises by doing the soft tissue work, lengthening, and then strengthening, those are the three things to get mobility. So soft tissue with a foam roller or a gun, you know, those hypervolts mm -hmm. or a small ball, then lengthen, right, by the mobility, and then strengthen it with a band or a, whatever you're going to do that you're going to use to strengthen it. But a lot of people just go to the gym and strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. And if you're strengthening dysfunction, that's what causes the pain eventually. That's what people don't understand. So that's why eight out of 10 people have back pain. Mm -hmm. they, they, just, they just don't know this. That's why CrossFit, literally Kelly Starrett, one of the top, you know, mobility specialists out there. If he wasn't around, CrossFit would have hurt so many people. It would have been insane because you were taking average people and throwing them into doing Olympic lifting, pulling, all these athletic things, gymnastics. You know, it's like they were not ready for this. Mm -hmm. And and they were physical. All my friends that were physical therapists are like, oh my God, our 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 uh business went up 40% because of CrossFit. That's yeah, how many I did. I did people. one CrossFit class and I've been, you know, I've been exercising all my life. I did one CrossFit class. I couldn't walk for three days. Mm -hmm. you, you don't want to mm -hmm. lose the competition. Everyone's there. You want to be able to. So I totally get I understand. that. We're, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I really want to dive into a bit more of the motility ish because I, I, I their mobility and motility, because I don't think we've talked about that enough. So everyone would we'll, we'll be right back. Um, Stick with us. I think you're going to find the next part of the show quite interesting.
You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Bobby Eldridge here. And at the end of the segment, I crossed over motility and mobility. They have M's that are similar, but other than that, there are two different words, right, Bobby? Yes, they are. So I I think Um, we skirted over mobility. We talked a touch about flexibility. I think we're all pretty familiar with weight training. But what exactly is mobility? And do we lose it as we get older if we don't use it? Yes, we do. So one of the things that, that's why I've said mobility is the key to health is <clears throat> you want you want to move well and then move often. A lot of people move often, but they don't move well. So the difference between flexibility and mobility is flexibility is the muscle length. What can it do? Like trying to touch your toes. For example, I can get you in one minute to touch your toes, get closer to your toes by teaching you how to hip hinge. And it had nothing to do with how your hamstring length was. It had to do with how your hips hinge. So the mobility part is the hinge, the hips hinging and moving properly where the flexibility of the hamstring, people will say, oh, I can't touch my toes and it's because my hamstrings are tight. So that's, that's the difference of the flexibility to mobility. 
One, one of the things that I've learned over all these years is I love the guys that are getting older in pro sports because they're not as cocky and they're not as athletic and they're trying to get back into what they're doing. They're like, what can I do to get back to, you know, just survive my last couple of years. I'm 38 now and I'm going to get released. And those are the guys that'll come and start listening to, Hey, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. This is for your mobility. And they're listening, they're doing it all of a sudden. I literally had a pro ex pro football player. He's retired now. I mean, he's 65. I met him at my clinic at Hualalai in Hawaii at the four seasons. And I was teaching this clinic over there to all the members and he was all kind of a f- football player, right? So he's real buff and, and he's big still. He lifts weights. He's always lifting weights. I had him do a wall windmill and I had four people standing there watching him do it. And after about two minutes, everybody's like, oh my God, he's literally getting longer and taller right now. And I said, yeah, because his body knows this exercise. His body knows how to move. And now he's just waking it up. So he went from this older man that's kind of buff and and hunched over to being taller and open. So mm-hmm. I, I just wish I could get people started earlier. You know, Dr. Greg Rose that works with the Titleist Performance Institute in San Diego, works with all the pro golfers that are out there. He said, it'd be so nice if you would start earlier because you wouldn't have these in- injuries later. So if we could get kids doing these things like in PE and learning this stuff, we would change I, like I said, the health industry would change. All these injuries that go on could be, you know, stopped unless well, you I run mean, into a, a wall. We're, we're talking about inflammation here. When you have, when you lack mobility, when your joints aren't moving properly, properly, that can lead to inflammation. And yes. we all know that inflammation is not something that we want in the body. You said something about your your football player and hip hinging. So the thing that popped into my mind. Is there an element of mobility in weightlifting that should be taught as part of doing a proper execution of an exercise? Well, I use bands a lot to have you mini bands, those ones you put on your ankles, yep. your knees, your hands. I'll put them on the wrist. So um, bands are great for strengthening. And it's not like it makes you sore. You burn when you use them, but you take them off and you're fine. So for the average person, that's one standard thing. And I, across the board, pro athlete to beginners, these banded exercises that I have that I teach, I literally help you hinge your hips by putting the bands on your toes, laying on your back, and you pull your knee up and hold. One, two, three, you go back down. You pull the other foot up. So I'll have you do three different exercises on your back. Then I'll have bands for your knees, above your knees, below your knees. And you sit there, hands behind your back, you're sitting up. We go in and out two inches with our hips. Then we go down to our elbows. Then we lay down on our back and we're using our hips in and out. So I'll strengthen your hips in all the different angles. Then I'll have you stand up and walk on my mat back and forth with the bands on the knees or the ankles or however I'm going to do it. Double band, you maybe knees and ankles for somebody who's strong. Um, And I'll work the hips that way. But by adding those simple exercises in, and again, one a day. So today I'm going to do it on my back. Tomorrow, I'm going to do it sitting up. Third day, I'm going to do it standing up on the mat. Then on Thursday, I'll go back to what I did on the first day laying on my back. So I got six days in of just those bands. But by doing that, so many people would strengthen their hips, back, and shoulders. And the, and the, the hinging of the hips would get so much better because you're doing it consistently. And um, are you doing these so. exercises 
with a 10-year-old and an 80-year-old exactly the same exercises? Yep. These banded ones. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, my interest in mobility has come from injury. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I run, um, I do some high intensity stuff and people have been listening for the last little bit. I now have plantar fasciitis because I wasn't running properly and, you know, doing research and stuff. That's kind of my geeky thing. That's how I kind of came across this mobility and all that stuff. And are you still in that space where people are coming to you because there's an issue? Yeah. Well, plantar fasciitis can be fixed easily. So people get that. (laughs) That's good to know. People get that because it's not because of the way they're running. It's because of how their body is. So your um, ankle, knee, and hip aren't working properly together. So by doing a few simple exercises, like rolling out the bottom of your feet, doing some foot circles on your back, standing on a stair, dropping your hips down, doing these simple exercises, and then strengthening it with a band, all of a sudden the plantar fasciitis you used to have will go instantly away. It's not that you're, you know, I tell people don't wear shoes that are, you know, high arched or all these different things that you wear shoes. It's better to go barefoot as much as as often as possible. And then wear your shoes. Maybe when you go running, you know, you have your shoes on, but run on your toes. Don't run heel to toe. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. It's really bad for you to go heel to toe by running on your toes. You're, it, it's like a springboard. So you're not hurting your knees or your back things like that. Like a lot of people jog. So they're going heel to toe, heel to toe. And that's just, it's not good for your, for your body. Uh, but plantar fasciitis is a simple one to fix. Uh, you could look up Pete Agoscu, uh, E-G-O-S-C-U-E. This is his last name, Pete. He's got a bunch of books out there. He's got a brand new book out and he'll have stuff in there for you to fix that and make it better. Um, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to be a client of yours if I can fix it that easily. Cause this has been, we're going on six months now and, uh, and I can just oh, feel no. everything else accommodating the fact that I'm limping on my, uh, on my foot now. And, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, that's what happens. You'll all of a sudden your feet hurt and then all of a sudden your right hip hurts and then all of a sudden your left shoulder hurts. And it's because of all the compensation going on for the yep. one place that that's injured. So and for me, it started with the hip. I got the hip fixed. And honestly, I thought, okay, finally, I'm back on track. And within three months, my foot went. And, mm-hmm. you know, people, people who have not had foot pain, it's, it's, it's not just like a pain in the butt. It affects everything. You, it, you're moving and, and foot pain is just, it's, it's not something fun. So, uh, you know, the mobility issue, and I totally understand, and we've had guests on talking about the fascia and, and, and how, how it's just what it comes down to and what you've kind of brought forward is everything is connected. And we have to pay attention to everything. And especially, you know, I really see an, an area where I, I, I see a lot of athletes and, and big bulky guys, and then the injuries pop up. And, and so I can see a space exactly where you're working with these athletes and to try and teach them, you know, there's a whole component that may be missing that we need to pay attention to. But I also think the other benefit for the majority of us who aren't muscle-bound athletes is that mobility will decrease as we get older, and it's important to uh, – well, mobility seems to decrease as we get old, and it's important to pay attention to it now. Yeah, well, your strength, too, that's, what, that, you know, that's a part of it. So when you go to the hospital now, they actually test your grip strength 
because that's going to tell them how strong your body is. If you have a really weak grip strength, you're not very strong. It means you're weak and sick, right? So um, take, for example, my pro golfers, they have a 60 grip. Okay. So when I say hold the club half like lighter, they can hold it at 30 and that's half. Your average amateur golfer holds a club at 30. That's full out grip as hard as they can. So when I tell them to hold it half, it's 15. So it's like, it's a huge difference. And I can get your grip stronger just by doing some farmer carries or suitcase carries. That means you hold weights in each hand and walk for one to two minutes, right? And you do this, you know, a couple times a week and it's going to build your grip strength, but it's also going to build your core, your shoulders, your your muscles. So how easy is that to just go to the gym, walk on the treadmill, and then get off and go grab some weights and walk around for one minute, put it down, walk around for one minute, put it down one more minute, and then leave. That just, you did your cardio, you did some walking with the weights, you got stronger, and then you left. And then tomorrow you do the bands and the windmill and the runner stretch. And it's like, if you guys would learn how to mix this stuff in a little bit at a time, your mobility would get better, your strength would get better, your performance, which is grandma being able to just cook in the kitchen and not have pain or play with the grandkids or whatever, your performance would get better and then you'd be able to play pain-free for whatever you, you like to do. Have we lost mobility because we don't move enough? Like, is this something that, you know, 40 years ago, mobility wasn't an issue or is this because we are a, a, a very we don't move too much. We sit down a lot. Is this part of the reason mobility is, is popped into the space of physical fitness now? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, we, we move much less than we used to. And as you get older, you're not out dancing at two in the morning. You're not moving the way you used to. You're sitting on the couch more. You're watching more TV. Um, you're driving. You're not doing these exercises that daily you should be doing to open up your body. Um, so, yeah, we move less. And, and we have things like computers. So we're sitting there looking at a computer hunched over. We're looking at our phones. That's why there's so many neck and shoulder injuries right now going on, even with kids. I mean, you got kids nowadays that have the neck punched forward and uh, are having these issues. And it starts early. I mean, they're on their phones hours a day. So, you know, you need, I think in PE, they need to start mixing this stuff in or these kids are just going to be a nightmare when they're 25 years old. They're going to be like they're 50. Well, you know, if you Google mobility and you sort of Google mobility and aging and go down that pathway, it often talks about uh, the fluid. The fluid's not circulating enough within the joints and so forth. Now, is that something that's a part of aging or is that completely something that should be with us all of our lives if we're doing the right thing? Well, you can, you can keep your mobility for uh, forever if you're doing it. That's the thing. And you can maintain your strength really, really well. I mean, um, Jack LaLanne did it for, he was 90 years old. I saw him in the city um, at a conference. We had 3,000 people in a room and he was speaking up there. He was moving like a kid back and forth on stage, touching his toes. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, he had so much energy. Um, and he's not special. That's what people think is, oh, you have great genetics. Oh, you're lucky. It's, you need to start this stuff early. You know, the ability to move is for everyone. It's free, it's easy, and you can do this. So um, the exercises that I have that I teach you will help you retain your mobility or improve it so your joints don't get damaged. 
And if you're doing things that are moving improperly or you have a dysfunction and then you start moving a lot, like you said, you got plantar fasciitis. That just tells me you're off. And I know something's off based because you have pain. You will not have pain if things are equal or almost equal. So you have to do the windmill and pull that rotation out of your body. You have to do the runner stretch. So it pulls that from the bottom of your foot, through your calf, through your hamstring, into the low back, up into your thoracic spine and get that to open up because it releases the tension on the foot. It's not just do foot exercises to make it better. It's going to make a difference when I get into your calf, your hamstring, your low back, it'll open all that up. So um, we need to change the focus, I guess, or bring more into focus because even with the, you know, when I'm at the gym and I do classes, the flexibility part is three minutes at the end of a one hour class, right? Right. right. Um, right. And it, it makes a lot of sense. Is it ever too late to start with mobility? No, no. You can start today and in a week, you're going to be feeling better. It's going to be different because your body knows this stuff. That's, that's, it's in the DNA for us to move. Unless you had a car accident and you have pins in your leg or something like drastically changed because of an injury then you will get results quickly. Within six weeks, I mean, people are feeling so much better um, if you're doing the right stuff. It'd be like brushing your teeth without the brush and turning the brush around and brushing your teeth and going, God, my gums hurt. Like, you're doing it wrong. It's do it right, feel great, and go do what you love to do. That's, that's my motto now. Uh, you know, improve your mobility, improve your performance, and play pain-free, whatever that is for playing that mm-hmm. you like to do. And it's becoming more and more spoken about. It really is. Um, I think as with everything, nutrition and so forth, there are phases, right? We saw the big bulky athletes. We saw the unhealthier athletes. Now we see the big bulky athletes. And and now I think we're starting to really see a combination of of both. And and it's evidenced by the fact that professional athletes are lasting longer in their sports. I think this oh, yeah. is one truism that you, you're bringing uh, to people. You look at pro athletes, you look at athletes are playing into their forties. They, you know, uh, years ago, a career was over, you know, by the age of 35, it was long, long in a professional sport. If people wanted to find out more about you and what you do, because I think this is going to be a very interesting topic for a lot of people, where can they find you? Uh, go to bam-metrics.com. M-E-T-R-I-C-S. And then that way you'll see, you can see my bio, you can see the different tools that I sell. And these tools are going to be around forever unless somebody comes up with a better way to do it. Um, But it's like, it teaches you the movements. You'll actually learn this stuff. If you order the tools, I'm going to send you uh, these videos of what to do. And you could just follow those videos. It'll explain the mat, the blocks, the bands, these different movements. Um, and call me, we can get on a call. I mean, I talk to people all the time around, around the world and, uh, um, I love helping people get started and just, you know, keep it simple, add this to what you do already. Um, it'll make this stuff will make it easier. Can Um, people work with you without buying the tools? Um, yeah, I mean, they can, but I, I teach with the tools. That's Mm -hmm. literally what I've been doing. I, I made this so they could use the tools and not need me because so all specialty bands and specialty blocks and specialty mats. 
Yeah. Okay. The, the mat the mat and blocks are special. The bands are mini bands. So if you have okay. mini bands, you don't need the mini bands. Those are just extra bands um, that you can get anywhere. Um, but the blocks, they're special. The mat is definitely special. And you um, so you're when, you work with people outside of the US? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Because we're in Canada. So we'll have Canadian people oh, that yeah. are interested. Wonderful. I've had a bu- bunch of people order from Canada over the years. Yeah. Well, I will be ordering and I will be jumping on the um, mobility bandwagon because I, you know, as I do, th- <laughs> it's funny, we sit around the kitchen table, my husband's back is sore, my 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 kids all work out, my daughter's 30 and her back is sore and she's been rowing and it's <laughs> like, I don't know, is exercise supposed to feel this way? So, I, yeah, you know, yeah. obviously it's a component that's missing. So, um, I can't wait to get started. I really can't wait to get started. Uh, awesome. It's been a real pleasure, uh, enlightening. I love it when I get excited about my guests and what they're doing and feel how it's so applicable to my life because then I know it's applicable to everyone who's listening. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.